My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rolling, presented by FanDuel. Major season is here, and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Evernorth Health services. Costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and Evernorth is doing everything in their power to make that possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best. It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that'll benefit your bottom line. It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because they're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions, that's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. On today's Shack House, it's all things the Players' Championship, the final Players' Championship in May. We will pull at your heartstrings and make you so sad that it is moving back to March. Or not. I don't know. But... Of course, House, today we are brought to you, as always, by our friends at Callaway, who on May 18th are going to roll out the Odyssey XO putters. That's EXO when you see them in print, but they're XO. House, you were drooling. We are in a car together. Yeah, ba. Very, very high tech studio here in Ponte Vitra Beach. We're in person together, and you were looking over my shoulder. At the XO putters, and I know you were not drooling at the Rossi, but in fact, the 7S. The, the 7S was catching my eye, Shaq. That yeah. XO can't come out soon enough. May 18th is just a week after my birthday. Hint, hint. Yeah. Well, don't go to uh, CallawayGolf.com. Go to OdysseyGolf.com to go look at these because they are really cool. The industrial design, there is a design aesthetic to these that is very different. And if you're into industrial design, sparse kind of simple lines uh, with the usual white hot face. You're going to love these. So go to odysseygolf.com. I just love the way the alignment sets up. Yeah. I'm rushing over there, odysseygolf.com. I'm hot on your heels. Shaq, speaking of hot on your heels, SeatGeek, it's time for tickets. Not for your baseball team or my baseball team, but there's probably some great concerts to be had. SeatGeek is the best app for buying and selling tickets to sporting events, concerts, and more for $20 off. Your first SeatGeek purchase on any game or sporting event, all you have to do is use promo code HOUSE. That's promo code H-O-U-S-E. Download the SeatGeek app or go right to SeatGeek.com. All right, House, we are here in Ponte Vedra Beach 
And is, this is Shack House, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, which, of course, is also home to your wonderful House of Carbs, which I listened to on the flight down, and I learned a lot about bourbon. I was very uh, intrigued by all of the techniques that that gentleman employs. I will tell you, Shaq, I enjoyed having that conversation with Trey Zeller of Jefferson's Bourbon. I learned a lot about uh, bourbon in general, but most specifically, the, the the grand voyage that he took the the, the Jefferson's journey on, it left me, uh, it was a breathtaking tale. I mean, I couldn't believe he, it was a funny, I don't want to steal the punchline, but this is probably the most expensive bourbon ever made in the history of, of, of bourbon making. Uh, also, don't forget, Shaq, the NBA playoffs are going on right now. Ringer.com has you covered in all things NBA playoffs. But who? Who is thinking about the NBA playoffs when the <laughs> Players' Championship is upon us, House? We are here. It has been played for 45 years. This will be the 45th playing, that is. Uh, and, House, it is moving back to March. And you're going to hear a lot about that this week. Uh, but I'm very excited. We are in person together. We're over on the Valley Course. We've just been shooting some things with our friends at Callaway. We played a whole pitifully. Um, you Put a little bit of a nice mark on my my rogue on the face. You didn't do on any damage to it. I was That's very where you're pleased supposed with to that. Strike that rogue. Uh, it's a beautiful day. It's supposed to be a beautiful week. There is something at the end of the week that might be a little bit iffy, but that's a long way off, so we're not going to worry about that. Uh, this is a an, an event now that actually is building some history, but it also gives us a little bit of a headache when trying to figure out who might play well here. Uh, of course, the TPC Sawgrass has hosted since 1982, 37 years ago. Uh, that uh, Jerry Pate jumped into the lake and uh, Pete Dye's design was uh, unleashed on the world. And you, we were having an interesting chat before the show. You played here. You had a great time. Um, but you did feel like there was a little something missing in the golf course uh, what was that? What do you think that was? Well, there's two things uh, about it. Uh, and the observation I was making is I've, I've played it one time and I'd like to play it again when I'm driving the ball a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I played it in, in March, speaking of March. And, uh, you know, as an East Coaster, my game was not in midseason form, let's just say. But uh, the, 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 the premium on driving the ball in the fairway here, there's nowhere to miss left or right. So it's, it's not a, uh, a forgiving kind no. of, of a venue. But the other thing um, that, that you know, just left it a little bit uh, lacking in my experience. I'm glad that I played it. I'm glad I tried it. But the, the weird drainage stuff, the man-made um, um, swales all yeah. over the, the, the course, I understand that design concept, but they produce this effect. And we experienced it ourselves mm -hmm. on the hole that we played. 10 feet in front of the hole, basically in the center of the green, yeah. is a drainage. A catch basin. A, yeah. yeah, a catch basin. And uh, it, it took out the possibility of playing a low shot in, which is what I was trying to do, yep. and have it release out. It hit that the, the, the basin, the face of that basin, and basically got stuck. Well, this is the thing with Pete Dye. He went to Scotland. He was inspired by the courses there. And then he added his own twists. He was uh, kind of like your bourbon guy. He was inspired by a lot of different things, like all the great uh, artists or craftsmen are. And he was inspired by a couple of architects, uh, Langford and Moreau, uh, who did a lot of beautiful work up in the Wisconsin area. So he kind of melded the Link-style look. But the one thing that that Pete's always done and is is kind of create drainage right down the middle and not create sort of natural swales to take the water to a lake if there's a, a major rain. And it's a it's a big difference between, it's a philosophic difference between his 
uh, thinking and Tom Fazio's of the world versus sort of the minimalists because we like to see things seem natural and those things take you out of that natural element. So it's, it's definitely, a, to me, it's a design defect because I think you can create all the cool movement, but actually drain the course properly. Um, well, the, the interesting thing. Uh, it's very wonky stuff, but it, it, it's one of those things. It's important because it takes you out of the walk in the park element. And this is the thing about it in terms of what we like to do here on this show, which is try and anticipate, you know, who's in form, try and give out a couple winners. Who would we expect to see as a winner? And this place makes it nearly impossible to forecast any particular results because yeah. the, the, you you get guys it you all it's either the very very heights of glory or yeah. it's or it's a missed cut, and that's not the catch basin's fault. <laughs> well, that is, but I think we we have a theory on that. We kicked around, um, at least my theory, my working theory. I don't know about yours, but it's it's uh, that there are very few driver holes left here on the TPC Sawgrass because they have been very adamant about not adding excessive amounts of length. And I think when you take driver out of the player's hands, it prevents those really top players, somebody like Jason Day winning last week, even though he's won here, it makes it hard for them to separate themselves. And so you really have a golf course that rewards somebody who gets kind of hot and a little bit lucky sometimes. And it's an odd mix. It's it's definitely an odd mix. And it um, I just wish we, there were a few more driver holes. I think that would really help the, the whole feel of the course and make players like it more. Well, you mentioned Jason Day. Let's go ahead and or get out just of the way. Dig right into the, the prognostications. No, huh? I'm going to pat okay. him on the back for last week oh, at Quail okay. Hollow okay. and also you know, talk to you a little bit about, I, I'm wondering sort of what your thoughts are on this theme that seems to be developing to my eyes. I was happy to see Jason Day on another difficult venue really just sort of grind out a victory. That's two mm. grind them out victories for Jason Day this season. And the narrative that I'm I'm sort of touching on here, Shaq, that's caught my eye is the resurgence of these guys. Now, Jason Day's 30. He's not an, uh, uh, in his mid-30s. He doesn't right. sort of, he does not as old as Bubba. Right. He's not as old as Phil. He's not as old as Tiger. But he's he's not he's also not a twenty something. He's Correct. he's in between the uh that group of guys in their twenty four to twenty seven range and the the, the mid thirties guys. But Jay Day with two wins this season at two tough I was gonna say tough ass. I'm allowed we have an E label. Tough you ass, already, yeah, we've tough spent ass that, uh, tough ass venue. That credit long ago. I mean Tory and Quail and the way way Quail was set up, it was a uh it made for um, and I, I don't know if you caught much of it. I was traveling, so I caught a little bit of it. It made for, I'm sorry to say this, a, a disastrously boring Sunday. The, the scores were between plus two and minus two. Of I enjoyed anybody it. I mattered. watched the, the rebroadcast last night, and it knocked me out. I was on Pacific <laughs> time, and it just put me right out it here It was a beautiful somnambulant. Yeah, it was. You don't was. get that every day. It was. Uh, I mean, there were a few moments, and obviously the way that 17th hole was playing and the way the ball released and, and in yeah. the case of his shot, that was pretty cool. Very and dramatic. Some of those monster drives were uh, thrilling. A- Aaron, Ro- Aaron Wise, our our, our, our pal, yeah. uh, rookie on, on tour this year, um, hit a beast of a drive on 16. Yeah, so did Jason. Yeah, both of them. 383 for Aaron Wise. That's, was, uh, that's, yeah, that's insane. It was about 60 bad. yards a roll, but that still he's, means he's, he carried it 320. He's, he's long there. <laughs> he's long there, Aaron Wise. Uh, he's long, yeah. the Wise. Uh, so, but your, your point is that, uh, we are seeing, uh, those veterans in their prime, uh, excelling and kind of something we, I think we thought 
and anticipated that while everybody was looking at Tiger and Phil and the young guys, that the, that era of, uh, of player in their late 20s to early 30s would actually kind of sneak by and play well, and it's happening. Yeah, and, and, and I'm excited by it. It's uh, good. It yeah. doesn't give me any clear sense of what to do this week, and I feel like I'm well, not alone in this respect. And I'm again, we're not jumping all the way to picks yet. No. But anytime you go online and look at odds and see five guys at the top all tied at 14 to 1, you know that Vegas is just throwing up their hands. Well, it's, this is a, the history here, and it, it, I think it has a lot to do with the golf course, uh, and it has a lot to do with the uh, inability of anybody to really stand out and say they love this place and dominate. And uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing because, you know, it isn't all about your gambling. I, um, no, uh, no, yeah. I, I, you know, this is one that I lay off because I, I just can't get a well, feel for it. that may be the angle, too. I mean, you, you might put a little taste on a couple of things just to have a reason to watch on Sunday. Yeah. Other than it is fun, you know, the thing to be uh, fair to this place, it always produces, this is going to sound uh, really ridiculous, but you'll indulge me. It produces a, have a, choice. a true yeah. champion. And by, you know what mm. I'm what I'm saying by that is mm -hmm. the guy that wins... Uh, and again, this is going to be so so self evident sounding. Is somebody you that that has gotten hot and then is able to maintain that all the way through eighteen? And there are plenty of places on sixteen and seventeen and eighteen to jump up yes. and derail, which yes. which I we like very much. We do, and it is an amazing finishing stretch, and and made better, I think, by being the the now the playoff holes if they go to a an aggregate uh, playoff. Let's uh, step back, though, a little bit and just talk about the tournament itself. It's a tournament that is the best title to win outside of the four majors, I believe, uh, because the perks alone are, are incredible. <laughs> I think the players believe it, too, because the paycheck, speaking of perks. The paycheck is significant. Is healthy. The bonuses, the exemption, the uh, overall way they treat you here is uh, you know second to none. They take a lot of their cues, obviously, from Augusta. And uh, I think the criticism... I would have is they sometimes take too many cues from too many places and, and instead of just kind of uh, relying on the fact that, that, that they're just what they are, it's the players, it's a great event, and, and be comfortable with that. And they've done that more in recent years. That said, uh, there's been a little bit of an identity crisis since this move to May. I love the move to May. I thought it strengthened this tour schedule, and the golf course has, for the most part, played really well. With the Bermuda grass has been uh, excellent. There were a couple years the greens didn't look great. They putted well. There was one year where they lost control of the golf course a little bit. They had kind of a an odd weather forecast, and that and that was um, unfortunate. But otherwise, it's it's been a success. That, but I've only covered it house in May. I never came to a players in March. Uh, this is year twelve in uh, in the May date, and it's the final one. So next year it'll move to about three weeks before the Masters. The PGA Championship will be probably, we don't know, we were going to get the schedule this year, uh, this week, but they've delayed that. Okay. It will probably be the weekend of the Preakness, which would be uh, not next weekend, but the following. So basically a little later than the players are getting away from Mother's Day, which hasn't been great, yeah. I'll be honest. Sure. The pink out is nice on Sunday, but yeah. uh, you can imagine... There are a lot of moms who who would rather be doing something besides watching um, having to the indulge fine golfers of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think it will benefit greatly going back to March because everybody who covered it said the energy was just different. The energy is actually it's a younger audience, younger crowd. 
uh, here in May uh, because a lot of the the snowbirds have moved back north. Uh, but they just say in March there's something about it, the combination of the different winds, uh, the, the the diversity of the crowd, the energy is in that pre-Masters uh, tension is there. And then I have a very strong view that the TPC of Sawgrass has slipped a little in people's minds because it's now not an overseeded with ryegrass golf course. What's and, that mean? What's that well, mean? Well, you know, cool season grass in the desert uh, and a lot of Florida courses will overseed to get that lush deep green, uh, and better playing conditions in the wintertime. Yeah. The difference, though, is in, in high definition, Bermuda grass just looks very dull and gray. I mean, we're looking at a, a golf course here that's beautifully conditioned outside our Ford Flex window, the Ford Flex <laughs> Studios, not brought to you by Ford. Yeah. And you can see it just has kind of a Bermuda grass has, has a grayness to it. And and then over here we have a this is a, a different grass. Uh, Looks and like it, a kuyu a little it bit. It almost does. Yeah, it's a zoysia, and it it's got a little deeper green. But so I think when they oversee the course, it will just pop more. The the key though will be, do they oversee the roughs? The old Pete Dye original TPC was fairway to sandy scrub, and uh-huh. a lot of us have been begging them to go back to that. I'd and, like that, and it'll play firmer and faster. If they overseed it now with the new, all the stuff they've done under the hood on the golf course is yeah. amazing okay. for drainage, except those catch basins aren't yeah. so hot. But, Don't like them. Uh, the, gra- the water goes underneath, so they can get it firmer and faster. And in, and in March, there's the Bermuda, no matter how good it is. And I mean, these superintendents are amazing what they do, how tight the turf is. It still just doesn't get that release and run. So uh-huh. March, I think, will be better. In a lot of ways, but if they could get away, get rid of rough and get back that that look, I think it would be phenomenal. It's just hard. It's a hard look to pull off, and it's obviously there's a resort element here too. The rest of the year, well, they can have the resort function. You can have all that come into uh, existence, coincident with resort season down here, right? Like, because I've well, been here yes. the first week of March, uh, and I will tell you right now, I played in long sleeves with a jacket and mm-hmm. long pants and some form of headwear that was intended to keep my head warm through the round. Because, uh, you know, it's easy to play down here and have it be in in the 50s bumping up to 60. And those wins that you mentioned, the March wins, for sure, uh, you know, that, that that's a real thing. Right. Like those breezes, when it's, when it's only in the 50s, you know, it's a feels-like temperature that's starting to put you into the 40s. And I, I like very much the idea of that challenge um, and what that kind of represents. I think that weather variance... Um, is a is a nice kind of uh, yes. interruption to like the perfect. We all we do is watch guys yeah. walk around in short sleeves all the time. Yeah, and until a lot of people, the Open Championship, right? And a lot of people lament the players having lost that, and some of them, of course, like it because they want the seventeenth hole to turn into a freak show, <laughs> which I don't think is much fun. Uh, I happen to like what we've seen in May, which are some pretty spectacular shots on that hole. That, that but as you know, there's kind of a an element that likes to watch the Daytona 500 to see a car crash and, and as opposed to great skill and driving. And so that's just a philosophic thing. Let's get to some interesting news related to the tournament and Tiger Woods. But before we do that, I unveiled and whipped out my new Mac Daddy four wedges house. <laughs> you whipped them out? Yeah, today. Oh, no, Shaq. And then and I hit some shots. And uh, I didn't expect a big leap, but they are way better. You have to check out what Roger Cleveland has done with those wedges. Do you have those? In I do. Bag? And you, you almost hit the, the pin to save par. 
I won't tell. I won't, I won't ruin yeah, it for yeah, everybody, yeah, but you'd well. have an opportunity to save par on on the hole that we played, and it went right over the cup. It did. If it hit the pin, I don't think it would have gone in because of the pace. But it was a very nice low. It did have that check and spin. Oh, the grooves are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're in stores now, so go check them out. The Mac Daddy Fours. MD Four. Yeah. Now I'm still on the fence. I still love my old kind of spatula, sixty degree. So <laughs> I've got to do some work on that before I make that that leap. Uh, that was that. That's a really cool club, especially when you hit it out on the toe like I do. Yeah. Well, I, I also want to give a very quick shout out to our good pals at Zip Recruiter. Are you hiring? And do you know? where to post your job to find the best candidates. It's hard to find great talent. You need great talent for a successful podcast. I, we, we have great talent on our production team here at Ringer Podcast Studio, so I don't think that they need to do anything in that regard, but we could use as a research assistant. I wish I, we, we need to up the, the research budget for this thing, Shaq, because I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting here going through my analytics to figure out who I'm going to pick. I, what about the zip recruiter ha- helping me with a data analyst? I could use a quant. You know what I'm saying? A quant. Ooh. Yeah. Zip recruiter posts your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards with just one click and then zip recruiter looks for the most qualified candidates invites them to apply they even review every single application to identify the top candidates so you never miss a great match and that is why zip recruiter is different Unlike other hiring sites, they don't depend on the right candidates to find you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified candidates with immediate results. Listeners of the Shack House can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free, F-R-E-E, free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Shack House. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Shack House. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Shack House. All right, so the first two rounds will feature a pairing of Ricky Fowler, Tiger Woods, and Phil Mickelson. And some of you will be, uh, by the time you're listening to this, it may have started, Uh, but... House, uh, I don't know who would be unhappy about this grouping. I was kind of hoping this would have happened on the West Coast swing since they're West Coast guys, and it just seemed like a natural. Uh, And it really is stunning how rare it is that these two get to play together, whereas Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, Ricky Fowler, another featured group that will be on the Golf Channel and and PGA Tour Live featured coverage, I believe have played together 495 times in the last year. (laughs) We're really riding the Spieth-Thomas thing a little too hard. I think they're even getting sick of these pairings. But uh, Tiger, Phil, Ricky, I think is sensational. I think it's sensational as well. I would like to make one small edit. It feels like... uh, Tiger and and Phil are real genuine OGs from an era there in the late 90s to the early 2000s. And Phil, you know, throughout the 2000s, both of those guys obviously have tremendous success through the first decade of the 21st century. But I want another OG with them. And I'd like somebody kind of old school. Now, I don't know if he's in the field this week because who knows what the hell's going on with his lawsuit with the PGA Tour. They might have just banned him from the premises, but I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be hilarious if Vijay Singh was 
just the third oh. to go with those two. Like Ricky is a rock star. Ricky can have his own group. He could be a group of one and still have go 10 deep and people would want to see him. It feels like it's now he's up to the challenge of being with Phil and, and Tiger because that's that's going to be a party. 18 party holes out, out here at, at Sawgrass. Uh, and, and they're they're. they're Thank God it's the stadium course, right? Because, you know, it's going to be yeah. packed uh, viewing uh, every or on the surrounds and every tee box. Um, Ricky just just adds to it. It feels like overkill. I want something like a little bit clever. Uh, I don't know. Again, I have no idea whether or not VJ is allowed anywhere near here. Oh, but oh, oh, quite the ha- contrary. <laughs> really? Yeah. Even though he's suing the tour, uh, you know, we have a media center that's a permanent building right off the clubhouse and it has a... A great little lunchroom that the rest of the year is for PGA Tour staff. It's very health food driven. And guess who comes and has lunch? Because he loves the prices there and the healthy food. Well, VJ Singh. One of Vidra's finest, VJ Singh, who's also suing the VJ Tour. Oh, why not? I think it's a little bit weird that you would <laughs> sue them and then come mooch off the uh, the, the, the employee. Mooch. Who doesn't uh, like the employee rate? You who know, doesn't like uh, he a healthy cup. food? Who doesn't okay. like healthy food? He can have his own chef. Uh, I would not have put VJ. That is a if you want to if you want to just have the ultimate buzzkill. For that group. Now, Tiger can tolerate VJ, I think. Phil, of course, I don't believe uh, can stand him in any way. That's old school. <laughs> I like it. I want to see old school. Bring it. Yeah, I get, like, I get what you're saying. I mean, an older uh, guy would have been interesting. Like Stenson is a former players champion. Ricky was uh, 12 years old the last time Tiger and Phil played together yeah, in this tournament. And they've only played together 11 Times or this is the eleventh time they've been intentionally paired together. What's 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 that's amazing. What's Rory Sabatini's nickname? Is he the filthy Texan? What do they call him? I, I the 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 stick him up. He really has I, a. Uh, and why why are you nominating him? Well, he's from that era. He's another one. Or Poulter. Wow, what really, about Poults? Poults thought he was. Poulter would have been interesting. Poults thinks he's the one. He said he was one of the top five players in the world. He said that yeah, ten years ago. And he almost won a players. If he had won <laughs> that players, year. I think yes, that would have been a fine choice. And he he would certainly liven things up but um or you know there is the possibility that they just don't put anybody with them they could have yeah, just gone out as a twosome easily and, gone out as a twosome no doubt um, anyway i think it's great the tour it's going to be awesome did it uh and announced it it's unlike them to announce it early like that and and sort of overshadow a tournament at quail hollow but they really didn't overshadow it they just did it so that the uh, the media and television could ask them after their round, are you looking forward to it? And, well, it, got, and it got a little excitement just, going for the week. Let's look, I mean, uh, Quail Hollow could have stood on its own. It didn't need yeah. to play in this uh, in-between mode of of uh, are, are we going to be in a major kind of layout or are we going to be in a regular tour stop kind of layout? It really felt like um, it was a little bit of a suspended redefinition in terms of what's they, they played it at a massive length. And oh, it, and they shortened it the last week. That's the scary part. It beat the hell out of the guys. Yeah, and and no, nobody really putted great. You know, I, I uh, it's amazing. It's gone from one of their favorite courses to one that the players just kind of say, well, they treat us great. And they do. They do. And it's in great shape. And that and when they when you hear those buzzwords, that's when you know uh they they really don't like a lot it's of the changes. Out of favor. Johnny Johnny Harris is uh, their favorite guy who who uh kind of runs things uh there. He's the benevolent dictator of Quail Hollow and, and a great uh humanitarian and all that, but he's over tinkered with the course and it it's lost some of that uh the, the the soul that it had, I think, when the when they went back there. You know, the tour had been there a long time ago and they yeah. came back and it's just that's what happens when you 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 over tinker, I think. And um but that said, it's still very good. It's still uh, better than most of the courses they play on the tour. 
and uh, a great championship. Although there are questions whether it will continue there because he really has aspirations to hold uh, major championships and they have a President's Cup coming. And uh, yeah, so we'll deal with that later when that happens. All right. So Players' Championship, what else do you want to cover? Uh, do you want some 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 tidbits to think about for yes. handicapping? Yes, just, let's, let's just there start. Are some... Let's give out a couple ideas here. Well, here's here's one for you. Don't bet the Florida angle. You know, there's that sort of uh, view that West Coast guys love West Coast courses and Florida guys love Florida courses. And I believe I subscribe to that, as you know. I just think that's a grass thing. Yeah, sure. Uh, here, The way that kids the, were raised. Yeah, only seven of the last 22 – Players championship champions have had a Florida residence at the time of their victory. That's one in three. Um, That's not a good number. So, yeah, Duval, Tiger was two of them. Uh, Fred Funk, Sergio Garcia at the time, Stenson. Yeah, and Funk's then, not from uh, Florida. Fowler. Funk, Funk's from Nobody my had hometown. a residence here. Yeah, and, I know. And, I played get it. And, he, and he still played a lot of golf here. Yeah, for sure. It was kind of a home course thing. So, uh, we don't have a lot of two time winners at the TPC Sawgrass. Just couples, Elkington, Sutton, uh, Davis Love, and Tiger. Yeah. So that's select company. Um, and then, you know, we've had some great winners the last uh, in, in the May editions with uh, Phil winning the first in 07, uh, Sergio, Stenson, Fowler, Day. So those are all guys who like this superb, time of year. Superb. Yeah, it's a nice group. Great pedigree among that group. Yeah. Uh, so that's about all I got in the way of, of those well, I, kinds of I got of a couple things oddities. for you. Okay. How about this best cumulative? This is from our pal, uh, our new go-to, Justin Ray, senior wow. researcher Your at the new. Golf Channel. My go- well, <laughs> well, you, you, I haven't heard you pimping JR oh, on here too much. I mean, I know, I'm just years, saying. He's the best, best of course, stat of follow course, on Twitter. But this, this is uh, best cumulative score to par. As we try and think about guys with a little bit of track record here, not that that necessarily matters, but if you're making it a, a nice uh, make-the-cut parlay, this would be um, some guys to mention. We've got four guys. Over the last five years, the best cumulative score to par, Rory McIlroy is 29 under, Sergio mm. Garcia 27 under, Adam Scott, 22 under. Frankie Molinari, very quiet, 21 under. Now, I was surprised when I saw this about Rory because I don't uh, have, uh, when I when I think about this tournament, he, he doesn't come to mind as a guy that just comes in here and kills it the way that I can picture Sergio here kind of year after year all on the leaderboard or on the top five or coming in on Sunday with something, uh, uh, you know, low and, and doing something, you know, pretty interesting. And and here's the reason for Rory to be on that list. He was tied 35 last year, tied 12 in 2016, and then tied eight, tied six, tied eight in the, in the previous years. So that's sustained competence, but not sustained excellence, I would say. Well, and that's sort of the track record, what we see here pretty consistently with several people. Yes. Uh, I think the bigger issue with him is what kind of uh, mood, uh, for lack of a better word, is he in? He he admitted to having a post-master's depression, uh, that the wife basically had to kick him out of the house to go practice. And I thought that was really a powerful admission and uh, one that I, I mean, I love to hear that because you have to think it, all the time that he's put into his career and getting ready for the Masters and to come that close and not get it done on Sunday has to be devastating because he knows how few chances there really are. I know everybody likes to think, oh, it's a, it's a game you play a long time, but really 
when you step back and you've done this long enough, you certain guys realize, holy cow, the window is really not that big. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. At, same with Ricky, too, because he was devastated Sunday night at Augusta. Uh, but I viewed that as a positive, that he wasn't just writing this off as you know, the usual. He made some amazing admissions about that it really was the first time he felt like he deserved to win a major uh, and and be there and had the, the entire package to, to win. Uh, so I look for him to, to take uh, a big leap from the Masters. Rory, I'm I'm kind of I'm just wondering about those comments were fascinating. I think it may take him a little while longer to recover. Well, I, I was of the same mind as you in terms of those comments and how revealing. And and to Rory's credit, uh, I I kill him uh, on this podcast with some regularity because I just have such high hopes and, and expectations of, of his talent. Uh, you know, and, and every time we see a performance like what he did at Bay Hill, where he just basically comes in sure, and sets the us, whole yeah. place ablaze, he just lights it on fire with the, with the putter especially. It just creates exactly, it spoils us, and it reminds us what he's capable of. So I very much liked that um, self-reflection, that introspection. Oh, yeah. I liked it he's so the, much last week. at that, yeah. I liked it so much last week. He was my one and done pick for this Quail Hollow thing. <laughs> now, it didn't work out. He did go out and shoot on Thursday a 68, which was like, hey, okay, this is my guy. Yeah. He's the yeah. familiarity of the place yeah. and, you know, the, the you know, walking around and, and, and uh, recalling. I was, I was hoping for some of those, uh, that memory trigger, uh, you know, just sort of like, hey, all right, I feel good. I feel comfortable. This is a, a place where I've, you know, owned the joint a little bit and no Nobody's kind of up to my level. It didn't carry through all the all the way through. Uh, but you know this the, the, that mindset that you know and 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 a little bit of uh, you know good form. I don't know what to do about this week. I would uh, sit that one out and watch see what out. he does. I think he's in a, a recovery phase with a, a probably with an eye really on Carnoustie. Not Shinnecock. Uh, obviously, Shinnecock is is certainly important to him, but I think, uh, I don't know. I just think it's going to take him a little longer to, to recover from that after those comments. But uh, he's one of those people who, who also lays it all out there, and he, he uh, maybe does that uh, to, uh, well, no, I, I really believe it's genuine. I really do. And I think that's why he's one of the few golfers that transcends the sport that people outside of golf find him appealing because so, they listen to him interviewed and they hear somebody who uh, sp- speaks his mind and is not afraid to uh, issue an opinion on things that other guys flee from. Well, we've gone about 33, 34 minutes into this but recording and we haven't, we've, we've mentioned his name in a couple of different contexts, but we didn't talk about the man's game at all. What about the status of one Eldrick Tiger Woods? Yeah. Now wow. that was an interesting performance last week yeah yeah uh it is this recurring phenomena of one aspect of the game abandoning him and this was by far by far his worst putting outing of the season which is weird because he's been a good putter at quail hollow before so i didn't see that one coming but as we come in they've here they've changed it a lot they have though. that's and it different, you, different so grassing glad. on the greens yes it's, you're right i think i think he i it's, don't know they're, they're basically different greens now yeah they're not and, the greens that he played I on i do wonder if there was a little bit of a, a shutdown element there mentally because at, at least if you if you're a strokes gain 
yes, believer. That's right. Ball striking wise, it was his best week of the year. I do believe I am a stroke game believer. I he am. still hit some some quackers there, uh, but the putting was atrocious. And, it, it was uh, the worst performance he's had on tour this season, so putting wise. I, he seems like now these greens have changed a lot here too, and they're different grasses and different things have happened over the years, and and they'll next year they'll be different because they'll be overseeded. Uh, but he is coming back to a place where he has yes. mostly good memories, yes. few few horrific ones Keep of talking uh, WDing oh, and that please, kind of thing. But, Keep talking um, it. But obviously the the better than most moment, the U.S. Amateur. And uh, the back-to-back dubs. Yeah. So I, let, let me ask you this. We touched on this earlier. You talked about this being a venue now that takes driver out of people's hands. Mm. And here's what I'm interested yeah. in. Because now, now we're starting to think about, at least I am, how's the U.S. Open at Shinnecock shaping up? Is what What's that setup going to be like? I'm anticipating a venue that takes driver out of folks' hands. We're looking for a stinger. We're looking for a bullet. We're looking for a fairway finder. That's my early sense of what Shinnecock's going to be all about. About. I like this event this week as a referendum on whether Eldrick Tiger Woods is prepared to try and conquer a venue with that style of play. What do you think? I agree completely. And I hope we get a little bit of wind so he's really forced to play the stinger. Yeah. You know, it's probably the number one question most people ask. Uh, if you're at the the market and you start talking golf, it always you talk Tiger, and it invariably comes back to why doesn't he just hit the stinger off every team? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a complicated issue. It's I think he gets such a a boost from distance, and and it's it, a confidence it, builder, it clearly, right? But how much confidence can you get when they start going all over the place? And he is when he's on with his irons, he's incredible, and why he doesn't want to be in the fairway more, I don't know. It sounds like, from what I'm hearing at Shinnecock, the narrowing they did last fall, the yeah, last-minute yeah, narrowing, yeah. will prompt that. And the rough immediately off the fairways is is pretty nasty. So um, No first cut, huh? No, well, there's or an intermediate cut before you get to the natives. Yeah, 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 and that sod, that new sod is really tough stuff. So hopefully, yes, there will, and there will be wind. And it will be a golf course that there are already several holes that, that aren't driver even when it was widened out. Sure. So, yes. Yeah, so this week should be a good referendum on that. Um, and other than that, though, it's it's more about uh, just kind of seeing how his overall game is. And and I would say the same for Mickelson. I mean, this is going to be – this U.S. Open is going to be, to the golf fan, more about Phil than Tiger – because he played so well at Shinnecock. And they're going to beat us over year. the head, you know, in the run-up in the week before, two I'll weeks before. I'll be guilty before. of that myself. Well, I want you to do yeah, it. That's we're, right. We're working on a feature at Golf Channel on the uh, the brouhaha and the debacle of the course setup last time. And, uh, and Phil, uh, you know, Phil, when he looks back at the U.S. Opens that, that he was cost, uh, that one is the one where – the setup probably killed him he more. He didn't do anything. He wrong. didn't hit a bad shot. He didn't yeah. hit a bad shot. And he lost by two. And there was a moment where he it cost him two shots. And you just that's the one where 
I know he he it's it's got to be a hard one to think about. So it's going to come up a lot as we get back there. And yes. uh, he's actually scheduled to give us a press conference on Tuesday of this week, which when most of you will now already listen to it. By maybe, the time. maybe. Yeah, we'll see if he 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 doesn't like to do those much these days. So we'll see. But so I think going that might be good for Tiger is my point that there is going to be. So much focus on Phil going into Shinnecock. And, but the good news is we have a lot of different interesting storylines in golf. Uh, we were discussing earlier before the show, Just I was looking at the 95 Shinnecock program and who the stars were in the game, and nothing against those people. But uh, when you look at some of the players they were highlighting as the marquee names coming into the U.S. Open at Shinnecock Hills uh, versus the wealth of riches we have now, it's uh, it's definitely a more uh, intriguing di- different sport. era, different era in golf. Uh, Maybe a little yeah, different. Yeah, I mean, they're guys that I love and grew up uh, worshiping and and all that. But you just say, wow, when he came along, and then and then Phil came along, and the and the, the what those guys have brought to the game is just different. So, all right, well, let's let's get serious. I love yeah. this this storyline that we have not yet touched on. Okay, uh, and and again, it was uh, brought to my attention by our brother Justin Ray. Uh, well, you're just working this week, his Twitter account today. Well, just because you, you go on here and it's like a couple nuggets, right? This always is, nuggets. This is a nugget that I love. This week, I don't know if you're aware of this, five different potential number one players depending on the finish at the players. I am not aware of that. You know I'm not a big world ranking yeah, uh, yeah, follower. Yeah, sure. But yeah, no, that speaks to it a ma- lot of It matters to things. the guys. The guys want to be number uh, one they, at some if, point. If they get a bonus, yeah. Well, I mean, I, Although, you can always say, was I ever number well, one? And Jason Day has taken that very seriously. I mean, sure. he was actually, I think there was a bit of an ego blow when he lost it. He, he admitted that it meant a lot to him to get to that point. I think there are other people who look back on it and go, uh, great, uh, but how many majors did you win? Uh, but there is a financial element now, too, for these guys to I'm, reach that, that point. That's fine. So. I'm fine with that. So I, who are the five, if you don't mind? I'm, uh, I'm, this is what I'm giving out because I want to see. I'm going to name these names, then I want to see if you've got a Justin feeling Thomas. about it. Justin Thomas is one, and uh, Dustin Johnson's <laughs> obviously another one. Uh, uh, Spieth is not that surprising. Jordan Spieth. Uh, John Rahm has been sort of hovering in that Wait top a second. five. Jordan Spieth has a chance to get to number one this week? If I guess if he wins. I don't yeah, know, how, you know how the math works. And, but this, this is the most surprising one to me. Justin Rose has a chance to be number one that in the world yeah. if he wins this this golf tournament this week. And I, I don't know if the other guys have to finish out of top five or top ten for him to get yeah, all the yeah, way yeah, up. Yeah, but yeah, sure, the sure. math is there for, for, for Brother Rose to wow. be number one in the world. Huh. That's fascinating. So I just said five names. Are any one of those names jumping off the page at you as a as a you know serious contender for this week's uh, Players Championship? Spieth would be the one that I'm most intrigued by because I feel like this is a golf course. The way he has made himself into one of the best iron players in the game, that he should thrive out here, and he, you don't need a lot of you don't need that overwhelming power here, and he should love uh, the shots into these holes. But as we discussed earlier, Pete Dye creates uh, a sense of awkwardness that some people never overcome. Some people love Pete Dye golf courses and and, and enjoy and embrace the quirk and, and the look. Uh, I don't know where Speed stands on that. In fact, I think maybe I just Got my press conference question. For I what are you yeah. talking about? And um, how about this? Let me remind you. He's, he'll actually that that's a topic. I think he actually would be uh, he would enjoy He'd give discussing because he he some likes feedback. I think he likes Austin Country Club, uh, where the match play is played. I uh-huh. can't say overwhelmingly, but uh, 
Uh, it's something I, I guarantee you he's given thought to. Well, uh, in view of his history here at this joint, mm. you you have this in front of you? I do not. Uh, 2017, missed the cut. Yeah. 2016, he missed the cut. But Two, 2015, he missed the cut. Uh, 2014, tie for fourth. Yeah, and he, and he had a great chance to win. There you go. That's right. Yeah. So again, but that's where that's where this golf course that's is just it. so bizarre. That's it. That's it's this so joint. Bizarre. You're either uh, at the very very top or you're going home on Friday. Yeah. Well, what else is there uh, to to discuss in the world of golf? I mean, I I, I just would lo- love to try and come up with a name or two to oh. give out to all of our listeners. Mm, see, I'm, I was trying to change the subject. I know. I, I'm going to give one name. <laughs> I'm going to give Frankie Molinari. It's sixty to one. Okay. I, I'm not recommending anybody allocate any capital on the on the, the players' championship this week because you just I, I just have an impossible time coming up with a name. But yeah. I like, you know, he's been in decent form. Uh, I played him a couple times. I played him in the Masters, as a matter of fact, and I played him in a, in a make-the-cut bet, I think, that, that worked out for me. Um, he's another guy that's pretty uh, consistent across the board in terms of uh, tied six last year, tied seven the year before, didn't play in 16, and tied six in 14. So maybe he's a nice top 10 play, you know, put a little mm-hmm. cash on a top 10 yeah. for Frankie Molinari. Uh, but that's about as far as I'm willing to go. Yeah, this is a week where you had some fun prop bets. Uh, just looking at some of the winning scores, how many times 13 under has won. You know, just be more fun to to bet some over-unders on those things. Yeah, I like and that. Just a little I more like that. intriguing to come up with water balls on 17 or yeah. uh, aces. All Good that week for of, props. It I like really that. is. And unfortunately, that's we're just not quite there. The golf props being what they should be. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not all cooked up because we're recording this on a Monday. There'll be some on Wednesday. Maybe I'll put out a little Twitter. I, you know, I like to to give out a little bit of juice to give us something exciting to watch. I, there's some tournament props that are out early yet. Uh, will there be a playoff? Will there be a hole in one? Will the winner play in the final pairing? But those are kind of boring. Oh yeah, there are some interesting stats on that. Uh, if you you poke around on on pairings related, but all in all, it's not not too thrilling. Um, I'm gonna put something on. Will the winner play in the final pairing in the okay. final round? That no is is plus odds. That's a plus one forty five. So for your hundred dollars, you get back one hundred and forty five. I'm gonna bet no on that one. I like that yeah. one. I like the guy. I like that Ricky sneaking from way back angle. I don't think Si Wu was in the final group last year, was he? Uh, I believe he was. Okay. Yeah. Well. That's fine. I'm still button no. That was all. I, I've I've forgotten a lot about that. that <laughs> you you forgot about the memorable Siwoo. Well, Poulter was amazing last year. He was in such fine form. He was so when he's on, he's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, well, and he, and he's, and he, he, he saved Bogey from a shank. So yeah, that, yeah. that's the Ian Poulter experience. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to cover? I mean, Augusta Nationals begun work on the fifth hole. Patrick Reed's win was uh, equated with Donald Trump winning the presidency by Ricky Fowler. No, none of those. Uh, uh, you don't want to. Those bite are on. things that I don't want to talk you about. Don't want to get near those. Um, let's see what else. Uh, Shinnecock. We're going to get all over that soon. Uh, the schedule revamp will not be released this week uh, in hopes of saving the Houston Open. So we don't need well, to. Uh, best we of just luck. need to sit back and. And wait and see, and hopefully they can do that, and then some other pieces will fall into place. It should be otherwise, though, a sensational it's going to be players' a, week. A great week. Um, the weather looks awesome. We, I know we saw spied a little rain possibly on Sunday, yeah, but, but that's so far out. Yet. Yeah. So the Thursday and Friday should be fun. Uh, obviously, Golf Channel will be on. I believe it. Uh, I want to say it's eleven Eastern time. But so this would be a good week for people to, uh, if you're if you're really into PGA Tour Live, you can now get as part of that ESPN Plus package. Okay. Uh, so if you want to see Tiger and Phil 
And then the uh, Spieth-Thomas-McElroy pairing, uh, this is going to be a good week to get those. And maybe that's why they got the announcement out in advance. Uh, but anyway, so that's now available as part of that ESPN deal, which that's the best way to get PGA Tour Live. That was a very nice thing that you just did for them. They should pay us for that. They should. Uh, they. They. Uh, I'm. I just don't want to. I'm trying to cut down on the number of emails saying, well, how, <laughs> why can't I watch Tiger and Phil on the golf channel? Uh, good it's point. like, well, they're. There is another option, and it's now part of ESPN Plus, which okay. is what five bucks a month or sure, something. Sure, sure. So for I'm not a cord cutter, so you know I love my cable TV package. You may, you know me. I'm like Simmons. I, I, I just, just like, like five to flip TVs. And, I'm a TV yeah, nut so, job. Uh, the cord cutting is uh, beyond us, but uh, anyway. Uh, oh, I know what we need to talk about. What's that? That jailbreak technology that I put on display <laughs> out on the TPC Sawgrass Valley course. Yeah, you you did get a little pro no, tracer. I really didn't love. Uh, it no, kind of was a low. Nothing. Yeah, I did with those rogue fairway woods uh, would make anybody want to buy them, which is why nobody should ever go by seeing me hit these shots when these do end up online. Know what I was going to say, House. It's really fun to go on to CallawayGolf.com now that Chris Filardo and the team have redesigned it. Oh, we're giving shout-outs to Filardo. They've made Filardo. it much easier to play around and script out a club, design a club the way you want. Yeah. It was easy before. Yeah. It's even easier now. So go to CallawayGolf.com. And if you, even if you're just bored and you want to play around with different clubs, right. see the pricing, the specs, get like some, change some colors, get, personalize. Get some shaft in there. You can go over and personalize some Chrome Softs too. But nice. anyway, CallawayGolf.com. Uh, newly redesigned, looks absolutely sensational, and there's all sorts of great content there as well. There's uh, links to Callaway Live and all that good stuff. All right. And who do you got coming up on House of Carbs, or do we, is that a sensitive question? No, that you it's don't not sensitive. Reveal? We're having uh, GQ food critic and editor oh, Brett great. Martin is coming on. He's done his top 10 restaurants, oh, in, nice. the best restaurants in America at the moment. Good. Uh, 18 months of hard work into it, rec- recording that. And, of course, you can also still give a listen to Trey Zeller from Jefferson's Bourbon. That's a really fun, a little bit off the beaten path uh, kind of show that's up right now. And uh, Brett, Brett Martin will be up in a couple of days. So check out the House of Carbs. Beautiful. Well, uh, we are coming to you from the TPC Valley course in a beautiful Ford automobile. I'm looking forward to a great players, especially because we, we, we're going to have weather. We've got a great field. And we will come back and talk to you uh, very shortly. Plus, we have an exciting guest we uh, can't we quite hope. reveal yet next yeah. week yeah, it's gonna be uh, a to good get one. you excited about the Byron Nelson Classic, uh, the AT&T Byron Nelson at a big, brand new, <laughs> and possibly very controversial golf course. Uh-oh, I don't know oh, about the it's controversy. Gonna, oh, it's going to get about ugly. Yeah, but we'll have a, a good champion to talk about because the players always gives out a good champion. Uh, we'll have that to talk about uh, <laughs> at the end of next week. But until then... Please check out this week's Shuggers, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.